Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. I'll be thinking. You're listening to Thinker Girls Podcast with the Thinker Girls. Stacey June. <laughs> Christy Mercer, I was about to, I was ready to jump in with my name. And then all, the, all, all of a sudden I had to say Stacey June. That's isn't it interesting like when you get into such a habit of certain things, like it throws you when you've got to do something different? It is. And you're probably here a little bit of difference this week because we're recording this intro uh, via my telephone. I'm actually sitting outside uh, it's a Melbourne sunny day. Can you believe it? Like, oh, all of a sudden, the sky has cracked open. It's still pretty fresh, but we are in spring, friends. Like, it is amongst us. Last night, I sat up on a rooftop bar in Richmond well, and watched the go. sunset, and it was glorious. Of so. You did. It is, yeah, Melbourne, <laughs> hashtag Melbourne wank. Were you, what were you, drink, were you drinking, like, some form of, like, craft beer or, like, yes, local no, no. pale ale or something like yeah. that? Guess what I had. What? Oh, uh, sangria. Well, I don't know, so, you missed something trendy. No, I just had an espresso martini oh. because I was desperate for a coffee and I had a date, actually, oh. and um, and a few workmates were like, no, don't get a coffee. That's ridiculous. Why don't we go get an espresso before your date so you can be kind of perked up? So, as Melbourne is amazing, I had never even been to this rooftop yeah. bar, um, and so we did that. So, Melbourne is showing off big time, and this is why it's the most livable city. For the other six months, it's fucked. So, so tell me, so, so tell me now. how you went out on into the date. Did you have like a little bit of a buzz on, like when you went in and and saw this guy for the yeah, first it, time? Yeah, it definitely helped. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily just the alcohol, but I think and nah. all chicks that are doing this because we know that I'm back on Tinder. Um, but all chicks that are doing this. I, I really recommend, I don't know, something vibey first. Like, it wasn't so much the alcohol. It was just that I was having a chat with a couple of mates and then and I felt good and went straight into it rather yeah. than sitting at home getting ready getting by nervy. yourself yeah. and then you rock up. But it might, know, even like, be, it might even be just being on the phone, like being on the phone to a bestie or, a, I don't know, a family member and just getting, getting a bit psyched because, yeah, you would have. You would have totally... Totally brought in that energy, I think. I think it helps being with someone in person, to be honest, because then it's not so aggressive like you, them, you know. But anyway, that helped. We must introduce who we are in case you haven't heard us or know about us. Um, We recorded our 100th episode last week. So we are two chicks talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying. And, um, And we've been doing it for some time. And it is a really exciting time for podcasting because as we hit our 100th episode, I don't know, we were included in this podcast list with amongst some of the best in the country yeah. and, and, you know, everybody is starting to kind of get on and there will be some changes uh, over the next few weeks mm-hmm. um, from the show because we want to keep it as best as we can for you. But, yeah, um, but yeah we, we are so thrilled to go back and listen to all the amazing episodes with all the different women if you haven't haven't caught us before um but that's i don't know we don't really need to intro more about ourselves by now i think most people can go look that well it is an i think it is a really exciting time because i think we've been banging on for like two years or whatever it is about a podcast and people are like what like what's a podcast but i think now 
now slowly but surely people are starting to kind of just get a handle on what it actually means. So it's it's kind of exciting. I feel as though we're kind of not old hats at it, but we're like, well, you know, there's a bit well, of this. It's a new chapter. We've, and that's we've been around now. We've loved it for a long yeah. time. So, yeah. And I think one of the things that I did realise when I started to do some research and look into expanding what we could do with the show and different platforms that we can kind of get more more listeners, I suppose, because not everyone's going to have podcast apps. So we want to make it as user-friendly as possible. And one thing I did realise that is really helpful um, are reviews and ratings in iTunes. So True. if, yep. you know, we don't really bang on too much about that, but if there is a chance that you've got a couple of minutes and you do love the show, you even just like it will take to take a half. <laughs> even if you just, like... even if you just mildly didn't hate it, like we will so take that shout it from the rooftops because it just means yeah. if you enjoyed it, then there's other people out there that you know might have more of a chance of coming across it. We would seriously yeah. appreciate it, and um, it's really important. And one thing that we definitely have tried to kind of put as our our flagship on the next six to twelve months is that there's a chance, well, there's, well, not a chance, we know for a fact that there are so many of you listening to this show and we are re- working really hard behind the scenes to get this on more mainstream. Yeah. It's not that yeah. we don't, we're, we're not happy with our podcasting platform, but we obviously realise that there is so much demand for the kind of stuff that we're doing, not just us, but other chicks yeah. doing stuff for chicks. So, you know, all of that stuff helps get all of the, more of the things that we want in our media sphere in this country. So, yeah. you know, just it sounds like a real little thing that you can do and how the hell would that help? But it, it does. So go to iTunes. All you do is go to rate it. You can choose the star amount and then you can just write something. If you don't have an account, just you just write your little username. You don't even need to sign up and then just write what you think about the show. It really, it really will help. Yeah, we really, really appreciate that. Hey, um, let's intro a guest that we spoke to um, a, a, a little while ago. Her name is Emily Jade O'Keefe. If, if you live on the Gold Coast, you will know this bitch. She is a radio announcer at 102.9 FM. She is um, a columnist, a blogger. I see her pop up on the telly sometimes, you know, when they do like the news bits and then they get random, you know, like guests to then come on and kind of give their well, I give think, their opinion. I, I think she's one of the chicks. And I mean, right, a lot of radio chicks are like this, but I like her um, because I feel like you would get her on one of those shows because she'd bring her her opinion. Yeah, like, she's, not know where she she's not afraid yeah. just to kind of giggle along. She'll totally love give that. an opinion. And that's what we love so much about her. She's also a, a marriage celebrant. So we're, we're really excited to have her to join the potty. Yeah, we gave her a bit of a call. Hello. Hello, Emily Jade. It's a thinker girl, Stacey and Christy. Hello, thinker girl. <laughs> hey there. We hate this bit. We should just change it. It is our show. Like, I don't know why we feel like we don't have any creative control. <laughs> we get embarrassed. They're like, oh, no, here it comes. We've got to do that. Hello, how can we do it differently? But it's That's I not think, as lame. I think the idea that two people ring someone, one person is already just weird in itself. It just doesn't happen like that. But, oh, but we are we are calling you. Yes, when you work in radio, I'm quite used to, like, having conversations with three different people at once. Yeah, true. (laughs) That's a really good point. Hey, thanks, Emily, for joining us. If you haven't listened to our show before, welcome. If you found us through Emily, even better. We are uh, two chicks that are talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying with different, inspiring, amazing, uh, funny, intelligent women each and every week. And if you do want to download, you can head to iTunes or podcast.thinkagirl.com.au. Now, Emily, just to fill you in, we each bring a gem, so something that's on our mind. 
mind. And then Philip the duck will rein us in and let us know when to shut up and move on <laughs> pretty much. Um, but we'll do a bit of a content. So we'll get straight into it. And what's on your mind this week as our, as our guest? Well, you've, you've just actually called me as I've walked out of um, watching a movie uh, that stars Hugh Jackman, and uh, I have to interview Hugh Jackman oh, for me. Oh, wow. Yes, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but um, the, the premise of interviewing him was I had to go and see this particular movie that is coming out. It's called Pan, and unfortunately, I can't really tell you anything about it um, mm-hmm. other than it's a take on Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But yeah, I... It's really interesting because we um, were given the opportunity to interview him. Of course, we're going to say yes. Um, you know, they send the feelers out. Would you like to interview Hugh Jackman? You write back, um, you know, in nice words rather than what you first thought, which is, holy fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and, but then they send you an email back saying, you know, all these rules for, for the opportunity and the privilege. And so we've watched this beautiful movie. Um, but when we go to interview, him, um, we have we've got sent an etiquette um, itinerary for speaking to him, wow. and I I maybe it's because I work you know in regional radio now, but I'd never really seen a, a whole list of etiquette. Normally, you get the publicist saying, "Hey, look, no, like if they've got something scandalous going on in yeah, their life yeah, at that yeah. time, they'll say, hey, look, can you just not ask them about this, or can you just not ask them about that? And if you do, we'll, we'll pop in and we'll stop the interview. So you go, all right, well, yes, that's, that's, right. that's fairly private. We get that. Um, but we have this whole etiquette of no asking about the private life, no asking about this, no asking about that. If you start to deviate, we will step in and we will halt the interview. Wow. And, and it's, it's so hard and it is really interesting for people to know that because as much as people are like, ask the questions we want to know, then yeah, you know, people don't you know can't. about that document that yeah. everybody's getting. Yeah, well, that's right. Every, I mean, you know, he's doing lots of interviews in a couple of weeks about this particular movie, and I'm sure everyone got the same etiquette thing. Mm. And I guess it's just the brave that, um, you know, branch out and ask the questions that you're not meant to ask. The thing is, it's Hugh Jackman. He yeah. doesn't do anything scandalous. He's a really good guy. He's a really normal person. And he hasn't done anything that I think he wouldn't want to talk about. Do you know what I mean? But, mm. but he, although it's like, oh, he's, you know, Australia's and potentially even the world's nicest man. Like yeah. there are, there are particular people, I suppose, that you do have the, the, the opportunity or the privilege to interview that are more loose and do give more of themselves. And I almost think that that makes somebody more likable. Don't you reckon people that, you know, uh, you, you know, you can kind of deviate a little bit from just the thing that they're plugging or the movie that they're pushing yeah, well, or the, the album it, they're bringing out. Like it's obviously a decision and a directive from him in particular to say, let's just talk about this movie, nothing about Deborah Lee or the kids, you know? Yeah. Well, he's be so open about it and talks about, you know, adoption and all that sort of wonderful stuff. Well, I thought that, yeah. yeah. I thought that was the first thing I yeah. would want to talk to him about. Totally. Yeah, me too. But, you know, like the other day he was asked about, um, he, he launched his Broadway to Oz yeah, show. Yeah, I saw that, all that those interviews. going to yeah. be great. Yeah, and yeah. someone asked him about what he thought about Mel Gibson's outburst at the paparazzi the other day and how he kind of got quite um, mouthy to the journalist that yeah. was trying to take a photo of him. Yeah. And he said, look, I always, and I mean, the fact that he was asked about, you know, someone that he probably knows, because Hollywood's a pretty small place, mm. um, and, and the fact that he then approached it in this manner, which I thought was really good, uh, he said, I would never have an outburst like that because I'm always either with my kids or thinking about my kids and I wouldn't want to do anything that would upset or embarrass them or give them, um, you know, the wrong sort of person to look up to. Oh, he's just a nice guy. It's just, it's interesting. Maybe the etiquette that they put on this particular 
um, you know, fact form is just something they put on for every single huge superstar. And I just read it and went, Hugh Jackman, he talks about everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because it feels like, you know, it is just like everybody else. His marketing is marketing. And so we put him as the guy, Wolverine, but then also the nicest guy in the world, right? That's a PR campaign. His publicist Mm. knows what they're doing. Mm. And it is interesting because maybe then you pull back, you talk about the movie and then you've got that control of of that particular type of guy. So if he does share, he is the one to give it. So then everybody thinks he is so generous. Does that Mm. make sense? Mm. So then he's he's always in control of his image. And if he does share, then it, it, in some way tricks the viewer to think that he's being the generous one. But when actually people don't know behind the scenes, mm. he's dictating that he's the only one that shares, which, you know, is totally, um, totally understandable. But I think it is interesting to then kind of lay it all out on the table for people to see that even Hugh Jackman has a marketing plan to him being the nice guy. But that is social media now. Like you look at every celebrity that he, you know, has, has Instagram and and Twitter and Facebook and whatever. And I, I suppose there is that element of that control that they are in control of, you know, what they post to Instagram and, and, you know, Things are different, uh, very different now in you know celebrity world, and being able to to get this real private, sneaky look into celebrities' actual real lives off movie sets now than it even was five, ten years ago with Instagram, for for instance. But I think sometimes, as like a no- as a normal person that follows, say, a, you know, a Kardashian Instagram, you feel as though you're getting this privileged inside, backstage look into their life, which you are. But sometimes you do forget that that is actually a very controlled situation of a photo that they're deciding to put out. So there is mm. almost like this trickery sometimes where it's like, you know, they do share a lot of their life and I feel this connection because I saw the, you know, behind the scenes of them throwing the, the barbecue for their kid's second birthday. But at the same time, that that's an approved image that they've taken and decided that their personal assistant puts out on their social media, which is weird when you look at it that way, like in a similar mm. kind of vein. So yeah, how I've said to other celebrities before that say, you know, they've got their Instagram page that everybody can follow and then they have a private one and the name is something they'll never reveal, but it's something like, you know, um, poo-poo number two, like, <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm actually just thinking of words that my daughter has said to me, but, you know, they it's something that's so obscure that nobody will ever find them. Mm-hmm. And they do have their own private ones and then they have the public ones. So you're probably spot on. But I actually have, I've met Hugh Jackman once before and he is genuinely a nice guy and yeah. I don't think he promotes anything other than just himself. And proof of him being such a nice guy, I met him for about two seconds. I was walking into my old um, radio station that I worked at a couple of years ago, Nova, and he had just doing, finished doing an interview with the breakfast team and he was walking out a door as I was walking into it. And because you're walking through a door to work and you don't know that he's in there because it was a pre-recorded interview and the first thing you see is Hugh Jackman. Yeah, big deal. Mm. I just went, oh, my God, you're Hugh Jackman. First <laughs> 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 thing came up and he said, yes, I am. And who are you? <laughs> and, I, and I said, oh, I, I just saw you in Boy From Oz last night. You were really, really good. He said, oh, thank you. Glad you enjoyed it. Anyway, I've got to run. And then his mind has walked him out. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, he was just gorgeous. So, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to the interview. Yeah, you can you can redeem yourself too and say to him, tell him that you story. You should, uh, yeah, you should tell I think him it's that amazing. Story. Yeah, exactly. Can you Actually, imagine? I should I should brainstorm with you girls. What do you want to know about him? And I'll ask. 
Yeah, okay. So, I mean, with this is great because yeah. we'll totally follow this and see yeah. if, you, if you follow through with it because this is amazing. So, we've basically got a one line to Hugh Jackman here, Christy. Oh, God, we can't stuff this up. Um, so, a question. You can't but we ask, don't, we don't ask family. Too, we don't want to ask too much, yeah, because then you might get told off. Yeah, that's right. I'll just blame you girls. It's okay. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, but you straight away go to Deborah Lee. So, they yes. met, um, she's on older. a movie. Yeah, yep. they met when they were working. Yeah. He was yeah, like the young the gun young, and yeah, she was like this established kind of actress. What about what's in the Australia? Su- you know that like you look at their relationship and you go that is like that is an amazing amazing relationship. Yep. They seem so in love. Maybe ask them something about that. Mm, Maybe I should no. ask them what pisses them off about each other. <laughs> or or do you know what, what how you know what hard is ask? it for it to be I'm, so good that people start to think it's fake? Yeah, fake. that's a good one. Oh, look, like, I how do they that, react to that? I could just ask, do you go to the toilet in front of each other and that's leave it great. at that? Yeah, that's, that's great. a good one. <laughs> that's really good. Or, how could you tie that into the movie? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you weed on set as you were yeah. filming. Let's delve more into the weeing side. <laughs> Ones and twos. <laughs> you and Deborah Lee. <laughs> What's the rule with number twos there? Do you know we've had that commission for an article because we have we kind of pitch ideas and that is an article that we've had approved for so long to write and I just can't get around to writing it. Like I just What, do you just, poo in front of your partner? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't realise that. That's yeah, a good one. It's on one of the lists. Oh, oh. you can maybe have a crack at it, Christy. It's been sitting on my list for ages and I just haven't got around to doing it. <laughs> I don't know where you start with that in writing. It's a bit different in the conversation. But I think you words just start with, on do paper. you poo in front of your partner? Yeah, Let's true. Go. Yeah. yeah, you just need to rip straight into it. Yeah. Look, all I can say is rip. that my daughter is three and a half and I haven't pooed on my own for three and a half years. <laughs> God, this is, I hear this about this motherhood thing. It's yeah, really intense, the toilet. So I love a peaceful poo. You know yeah, what you need? No. You know what? Don't it, have it anymore. If neither of you have ever done this before, if you're ever home alone, I don't know, um, Emily, if maybe your your daughter's at, I don't know, um, you know, at her grandma's daycare. house or something, daycare yeah. or something like that. Pooing when you are home alone with the bath awesome. with the oh bathroom door open, if you've never done it, it is the ultimate feeling of freedom. And I can even see the TV. If I open up my bathroom door, I can see the telly through to the lounge room with the toilet door open. And it is the most liberating feeling. And, it, and even if you kick your if you kick your jeans off, it's so weird because they're already off. But some way it feels like really weird. Like it feels like like really liberating and freeing and naughty to like have no pants around your ankles. And your knickers. Like sometimes yeah. if I'm about to hop on the in the shower, I'll just start undressing. How different does it feel though? It's when like you've got so nothing strange. Around, there's no con- constriction around the you ankles. You feel like a toddler. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I'm just saying what you're what you're actually saying is how I have to go to the toilet every day now that I have a child. Oh. Door open, television on. Make sure she I can see her. Yep, she's watching Play School. All good. Yeah, she right. can see me. Oh. But doesn't have a We've got good down. prep. We've yeah. got good prep for motherhood. You really then. do. You wait for this. You try to go to the toilet by yourself when they you know start to move around and you shut the door just for that little tiny bit of privacy and then little tiny fingers sort of slip through the bottom of the door and start going what are you doing in there mummy let me in mummy the worst bit was the other day I had to go to the bathroom at a shopping center and I took her in with me and as I sat down on the toilet she said it really loudly and it was packed are you going to do a poo mummy (laughs) 
I said, shh. I'm just, I'm just doing away. I'm just doing away. Then she started getting the toilet paper. Oh. I'll help wipe your bottom, mummy. Oh. And she's so helpful. Oh, but so what helpful. age is it? What age is it That's where you... That's mortifying. I know, but what, but, <laughs> but what age is it where they realise what's going on? Because if they're just crawling around on the floor, like you, yes. you don't really care. It's like almost like a dog or a cat. Like, yeah. who cares? It it's about two and a half, about two and a half when they become really vocal and they ask. And it's, a, you know, if we're to be really honest and real, I don't know if you remember the movie The Help. And there's a beautiful scene where um, the, the nanny um, of the little white girl... She couldn't. She was trying to to toilet train her, and the little girl wouldn't toilet train her. Kept going in her nappy, Mm -hmm. and so then um, she decides. uh, Abelene is the name of the nanny, Mm -hmm. and Abelene goes, "Well, she's only going to learn if she sees." And so she takes her into the toilet that they'd built out the back that was Mm -hmm. thinking hard, and she had to watch her go to the toilet. That is what it's like. You have to go to the toilet in front of your kids so that they burn. And the only the only thing is, is that sometimes, and and this is kind of brutally honest, um, being a woman, sometimes. Things that you think I don't want her to see those oh, things. Oh, like the tampon stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I've had I've had times. What is that, mummy? You know, oh. and oh, it's nothing. And you just have to deal with it there and then at that moment. Yeah. And be I've, I've always just tried to be really, really honest. And yeah, I, I would have preferred mm, to know what same. a tampon was. Like I, mm. I don't understand. You know, I kind of understand what I understand what you mean because it is one of those things of how the hell do you tell explain to them at that age what it is? But, yeah. But I would have never. seen seen my mum do oh, no. anything remotely like that and no. I think it would have been helpful. And I don't know how they did it. I don't know how those mums yeah. did it. Because mm. I don't recall anything either. Maybe you just forget it as you get older. and Maybe mm. it's something you, you try to forget, you know, <laughs> seeing your mum go to the toilet. But I don't I, know how we ended up here. Neither did like, I. From Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman to number two. Like, See, but that's why, you, that's why you ask him because then it'll just snowball from there. All right. Like, what's well, Philip, Philip went off forever ago. So we're going to move on. And my gem this week is a little bit more serious. We mm-hmm. were speaking about, I think, I can't remember exactly what the story was. But obviously with a lot of our work, um, the stuff that we talk about, I don't know, not everybody talks about and it'll be things about sex or it'll be things about periods or it'll be things about, I don't know, just girl shit. And I was talking about something in particular. I think it may have been an article about... We say, I think it was about something like something that, sec- like period, sexual or what? Well, not really sexual. Oh, it was just okay. kind of girly. I don't know if it would have been that time of the month, but it was something girly-ish. And then my friend turned around and said, um, and I think we got a private message from someone, and and then he turned around and said, oh, he probably wanked over it, ha ha. And I was just mortified. Mm. And I wrote back and I said, and he was joking. Mm. And, and it, we joke about everything. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just some stuff that I was like, even, and he's really open-minded. And, um, and I just, I still thought, God, even though you're one of the most open-minded people I know, you threw that out there as if it was funny. Mm. And I don't find that funny. And... I said, I didn't, I, I, we were messaging each other and I said to him, I don't find that funny. And he was like, oh, what do you mean? I was like, he was like, oh, Stacy. And I said, no, I just, it's, we don't have to go on about it. I just am letting you know that I didn't find that funny. Like, that's why, t- why in particular did you not find that, f- not find that funny? Be based on the way that it was like crude or that it was like no, based on the content I, no, I don't maybe, have an issue with crude no but maybe the stuff was it the stuff that we were talking about that just was not it's that time of the year 
Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even no. in any way related to that. No. It could have been, it could have still been sex related and I still would have found it. This is the catch, right? So we open up and speak about sex lives and speak about orgasms and speak about positions, everything we've covered on this show. And I just don't, it's almost like there's this free for all for people to then be a little bit, I guess, what's the word? Inappropriate back because mm. they feel like these conversations, we're inviting it. Mm. And I think it's I think it's difficult with guys because if he treats you like a mate, he's just texted you something he would text a mate. And I've got four mm. brothers, and I've always worked with men uh, in my role. It's just how they talk. Mm. It's just how they. But I are. guess I guess the idea behind it is is that I because I wasn't mad. You're right. I wasn't no. mad because he. I love him, and I know that he is the biggest supporter, biggest feminist ever. So I don't. I, I wasn't mad about it. But at the same time, I did still want him to know how it made me feel just so he knew. Because it's like you've got to understand that you might find that funny with you and your mates. But I think we're going to stay pretty stagnant if we aren't standing up and going, okay, cool. I'm not going to be pissed off with you about it. But you've got to know that that made me feel a bit disgusting. Is it? Is it? And I'm sensing this a little bit and maybe it's got partly to do with maybe it doesn't at all. But is it the fact that maybe a guy could listen to two girls talk about sex or, you know, talk about, you know, something quite out there and not be intrigued by it and or just listen to it as a normal conversation? Like, is it that, that it had to be all of a sudden, oh, because it's two girls talking about sex, all no, of a sudden I I've know, got to get... I think it's the idea behind the fact that there's a realistic viewpoint and there's a line and I don't know where that line is. So yes, we do invite an openness about the content. So if we're talking about sex, it's going to be, it's sexually explicit. Like it's going to cover that kind of thing. But where's the line where it's appropriate for guys to be wanking off over it versus, (laughs) versus, you know, where is the line where it's normal for men and then also inappropriate because women should be able to talk about it. Like I know guys and I know we're different beings too. So I know this is all sounding very convoluted, but try and keep up with where I'm going with it. It, it, You know, there's this fine line with, I understand that men are are different beasts. So I, I don't expect there to be this direct comparison where we do things the same. But I'm also not comfortable with the idea that just because we touch on some things that that means it gives men, I guess, a green flag to treat us as complete sexual beings for their own interests. Does that make sense? But then is that contradictory? 
Uh, it could be a bit con. con I can't even, can't, say, can't even say the word today. <laughs> Contradictory. Um, I don't know. I just think you know the whole notion men are from Mars and women are from Venus comes mm. into play here. That you know, for a lot of men, every topic is um, is a free for all, and mm. you've got to mind your manners around women and the things that we perhaps don't want to know. Because what he's essentially said to you is men's secret business. That yes, they do view women in that way. They can't help it. Um, mm. But some of them know how to uh, deal with it and others don't. See, but so my question even, is... I don't even my look at it like that, though. My question is, because we speak about this content, does that mean we open up ourselves to having to be completely okay with guys jacking off listening to it? <laughs> I think whether you know about it or not know about it, it probably happens because different things really get different though? people going, really? you know? Because the, well, the, it's like, the, you know, you, it's, you've got to put it into perspective. Let's say someone likes to suck toes. You don't like to suck toes, do you? You think it's disgusting, but some guy does. So mm. some some guy might like the sound of just girls talking. <laughs> and we've never... I don't know where those guys are because my husband often is like, oh, gosh, you girls are just talk too much. But <laughs> for some guys, it might be what they do. People have different fetishes and different things, you know? I realise that, but the whole time we've been talking about this and, and since the moment that you brought this up about 10 minutes ago, Stace, I never once... I never once thought that that would actually happen. Like, although your mate has texted to you and has said it as a joke and it's, like, not funny, you know, well, and, and, do, we, and happen, do we have Christy. to accept that? There's, there was never a moment then where I was like, oh, yeah, shit, this probably is happening. How do I feel? How do I feel about it? I've never – I never actually thought – I don't know. I just never actually processed that that would ever. Well, we don't really talk about it because I think if we focus too much about it, you know, to start anything that foc- alters what we do, we don't want it to. Like we want to keep it as but re- as raw and, and honest as, as possible without having too many things influence us. And But in the end, you know, there are a lot of people listening that we don't know who they are <laughs> and mm. it, it is happening. I guess the question for me was do we just then – that's a part of the parcel, I think. Well, I don't think now, you, I don't think you have to be okay. I don't think you have to accept it and accept jokes about it, like you, like you just said. Because I want guys to listen to this. We've yeah. never been that show where it's like Girls this only. is a place for yeah. women yeah. to connect with women, and it's all be no. about women. We talk about girl stuff because it's a girl show. But if guys are happy to listen and are intrigued by the content, then everyone's Look. welcome. But this is the way I look at it, and I have this um, question posed to me all the time. I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and I post pictures of my daughter because I think she's adorable. Um, and a few of my friends go, with your industry that you're in, should you be posting pictures of your daughter? Because, mm. you know, what if they're inappropriate people looking mm. at those photos? Mm. And I choose to not let those thoughts, infiltrate me sharing a beautiful little girl smile with the world. Yeah, because yeah. then we're all fucked, aren't we? If yeah. we start pulling back yep. from everything. Yeah, That's right. True. We'll start yep. pulling back from everything. So I really respect people who do keep their kids off social media because they have those fears, but I will not let those fears infiltrate my life and my mum in Tasmania being able to look at a daily picture on Instagram of my child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So that's that's the way I look at it. You guys, you guys talk about whatever the hell you want and don't worry what people are doing while listening to you. Mm. It was a confronting thought, though, I suppose, and and one that we've never covered, even between our own personal conversations. Nah. I mean, this is personal. We don't really get any more personal on our phone calls to, to ourselves. Like, we mm. probably learn more about each other on this show than we do when we're talking shop but, but uh, have you off ne- air. But, 
it isn't one that we've covered. But have you never thought about it before? Like that that it's actually happening before you might brought it up? I have because he's joked about it before and I've got lots of guy mates like that have often said, oh man, you know, hilariously this, this and this. And I've often thought about guys' roles and and parts in our show like and how important it's been for us to make sure that that door stays open for everybody. So Mm. those kinds of, I guess, plans and goals have often made me think, okay, you know, obviously people can listen regardless of if we say you're invited or not. But when we've gone through those brainstorms and, and we had a bit of an idea of what we want our brand and our show to be, I've often thought, well, that could also be mm. put in interesting ways. Like mm. it might not always be in the way that we would want mm. <laughs> um, mm. by opening up the door. But I guess that's the the that's the way the cookie crumbles with this kind of if stuff. If somebody's going to wank over a podcast like this, they're going to be they're going to be freaks and they're going to wank over anything. So they could wank I mean, over we were just it's true. They could who, wank so. over yeah. They could wank over your Facebook profile picture. Does that mean that you don't have it's a Facebook true. profile picture? It's no. True. Exactly. People are going to exactly. people are going to wank to whatever they like. So yeah. if they people choose wank, 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 if they wank, choose wank. to be this podcast, thank you very much for the extra listen <laughs> and the download. Hello boys. You freaks. <laughs> <laughs> but come back next week because uh, we don't Totally want the listen. <laughs> Go to Red Tube. You should just get off like normal people at a porn oh. site. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, Christy, you're up. Right. Philip went off forever ago. All right, I'm going to keep this really quick, but I want to talk about detoxes. Up until um, about a week and a half ago, I thought they were absolute bullshit. All of this cut out a food group, you know, like, you know, cut out dairy, cut out wheat, you know. Cut out food. Cut out, cut out food and just enjoyment in life. I just think... You know, I'm pretty level-headed when it when it comes to that kind of stuff. It's just everything in moderation. You don't have to completely d- and utterly deny yourself of treats. You know, eat lots of fruit and veg and try not to eat processed shit. But there are, you know, like with the, you know, the Sarah Wilson book or whatever her name is, you know, I Quit Sugar and then old mate Paleo Pete coming out, you know, from My Kitchen Rules and he did, did this thing, you know, a couple of weeks ago that was massive, you know, on, on Sunday night and, and trying to prove paleo. A lot of different people are taking things to extreme and, and I suppose... And I suppose detoxes and, you know, juice detoxes and all of, all of these things and, you know, slim shakes and a soup diet. What shakes? Like just do slimming shakes. What's a sling shake? A slim, S-L-I-M. Oh, slim, slim. shake. You know, the, you know, the Kardashians have their own slim down shake. Gross. You know, and, and I've just always seen all of that and just gone, you're all dickheads. Just... <laughs> Just smarten up. It's fruit and vegetables and just don't eat, you know, chips and chocolate every single day. Um, But it wasn't until I came back from um, overseas. I was only overseas for like three weeks in Italy. And I just, I don't don't eat a lot of um, bread, like, you know, for brekkie and stuff. But I'm not like somebody who would have a pizza every day. But when I was in Italy, I did. And I loved every moment of it. But when I came back and I'd been, you know, drinking most days and lots of carbs and whatever, I just felt yucky. And when I got back to my normal routine of eating stuff, which was, you know, semi kind of healthy, I still was feeling yuck. Like my skin was crap. I just was feeling lethargic and just a bit bloated. And then I think I saw it on Instagram or something like that. Somebody had done like this Dr. Oz. Who is is the doctor? I've seen it on Instagram. I didn't know you learned about this on Instagram. Bloody Dr. Oz from Oprah. Um, He he has this three-day juice detox. 
Now, you don't need to buy any form of like, you know, programs. It's not like this sign up for $99. There's no no shakes or attitudes you need to buy. It's literally just fruit and veggies minced up in shakes. And you have that for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And if you get hungry in the middle, will you make another one? And based on all of this preconceived ideas I had of detoxes, I thought, you know what? This one actually doesn't look too bad. So I did it. And oh, it was geez. no idea. I did it. And honestly, at the end of the three days, it was hard, but I have never felt better. What? I, I, I do not believe you. I've got to say, and you probably avoided talking about this because you knew I was going to go to town on this. Because <laughs> I've been waiting for you to talk about this because you were the crankiest bitch. I'm just saying. What? When I was on you the were, juice detox? You were starving, Christy. You were starving. <laughs> You couldn't function, like, I and didn't I didn't s- want to say anything at the time because I'm going to support you. But to put it realistically, we speak real. We speak real here. You were so cranky. You weren't eating. If I raise, I my was wall. waiting for Emily to say something. She was just oh. silent. She's like, no, look, I, I've got to be careful because my best friend's doing well at the moment. She's doing one of those. Oh. Um, I don't know if you've heard of isogenics, but she's doing that at the moment. And um, and her husband decided to do it to support her. And they're halfway <laughs> through it, and they are the nicest people on earth, and they still are. But they just look dead inside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they keep saying to us, us <laughs> even though we can't eat anything, please invite us out for dinner because oh. we want the company. Do you know how hard it is to eat? like a full steak and, you know, with potatoes and salad, with them just kind of looking at your hey, food. How Christy, long does that go for, Christy's how? boyfriend was not so supportive. He, he was, was cooking a roast no, and she was just worse, starving. Even worse, he put on a slow cooker, which cooked for like eight <laughs> hours, and it stinks out the whole house with lamb. It doesn't stink it out. It's like the perfume of fucking bleach. No, mate. but it, like I walked in the door and it just, the, the smell of lamb smacked me in the face to the point where I, <laughs> I was just licking the air, looking for some kind of flavour. That was a very funny Emily, tweet that you did about it. Emily, that. <laughs> it sounds to me like your mates are doing something and this is a bit of a bit more of a long haul than three days. Like mm. three days to be a bit hungry and a bit cranky. And Stacey, I never said, and I never bullshitted, I never said I loved doing it. I said I loved the feeling after. Because you got to eat at the end of during, it. Yeah. Was during the Yeah, exactly. During the the famine was over. Like, you know, <laughs> this is like if African children can even just eat any, like eat something. This is the same. I just don't understand why when we've got a, an epidemic of hunger, why we're putting ourselves oh, well, no, through that not. by choice. Well, I don't think African kids have a blender to be able to, to blend up all yeah, their... Yeah, it's first world, <laughs> world problems, you know. It's okay, so... I often, I, I often say this to, to people, like, it's, it's, it's a really unfair world that we live in that people in our culture go, oh, I can't, I can't eat carbs, oh, I can't eat, um, I, you know, dairy. Oh, oh, no, yeah. I can't have dairy. Yeah. And you I feel so good are, after starving myself. There, yeah, mm. there are other, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and there are other countries who have no choice. They have to have um, gluten because it's the only food that they can eat. So I don't subscribe to any of that stuff. I'm, I am 100%. Keep the preservatives and the packaged stuff away as much as you possibly can. Eat fruit and vegetable. And I really feel that all these shakes are just complete 110% money-making things. And you could have exactly the same result from just eating fruit and vegetables. And, and making staying sure off that the grog. But that's and, what and the, staying yeah. off the yeah. grog and the other that's shit. Like, but that's what this was, though. It was fruit and veg, just minced stuff. And yeah, every, but and did every... you still pay for some shakes? Or did you no, still pay I paid for, for fucking shakes? nothing. Like, you can Google okay, it well, and it's good. there. So, okay, so tell yeah. me. 
me the one shake. So if you woke up in the morning, what was your even the word shake for a meal? Okay, is so like this absurd. is what I had. This is like the brekkie shakers, for instance: half a mango, one cup of blueberries, one cup of pineapple. Um, you could put oh, in. Oh, it cost you buddy twenty eight dollars. Yeah, but I buy, I buy it all all frozen from Aldi. Um, and then <laughs> and then there was like you could, you could put in coconut water. You put a page of flaxseed, like, and then you chucked that's in. Nice. That's and a then normal you, breakfast. Well, and I would have and that then spinach. for breakfast. So it, the the brekkie one was <laughs> was actually nice. Okay. The, the dinner so one, what about so dinner? <laughs> the dinner was fucking horrible. What was the dinner? The dinner involved celery, cucumber. Um, and then we also had some uh, coconut oil just for some fat so, some I, didn't, so I didn't die. <laughs> Why didn't you just eat it? Why didn't you make it into a salad rather than blend it up? Well, I That's did. And you weird. know what? Well, I started doing meditation classes. And, and then you fainted because <laughs> you're so hungry. <laughs> and one of them focused on our attachment to things. And the first class, of course, as I'm doing my body detox, is our attachment to food. And I was like, don't say it. I'm so frail. But it's it's very interesting when if you zoom out a bit and you go, we are so attached to the the actual process of buying food, of it's making true. food, and of sitting down and eating it. And although my girlfriend made a really good point because she, when she lost a lot of weight, and it's true, especially when you work brekkie radio and you need you start to figure out that breakfast, uh, sorry, food is your fuel. Mm. That mm. F- food is actually more just fuel than actually it needs to be some crazy master chef class which is what the fun of it is and if you live in melbourne like i do it's a lifestyle mm. but it is true you know food is supposed to be fuel as opposed to you thinking that it's anything but mm. Mm. but it was just I read a great i read a great quote on um, sort of something on instagram today and it was someone who um had lost uh, it was actually no it was ricky lee Ricky Lee, you know how she's come out and said um, about her boyfriend, her husband. Yeah, sorry, but I did not know manager. that. Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing, you know. Print writes something, and then everybody else copies it. Yeah. But she's like, no, he's my manager, and I want to stop with the personal training talk because it kind of discounts the amount of effort that he's put in to help me in my career. But um, she also um, uh, covered how you know people look at her and go, oh, you're just skinny. What would you know? And that. She also, when she got really skinny from having been a little bit bigger, people said, oh, you've let, you know, the sorority down, you know, because you were so loud and proud as a big girl and you've gone thin. She said, but quite simply, she works really, really hard. And she said something along the lines of, when I learned to love my body, I worried about the food that I put in it. And that, that really resonated with me. Uh, not loving your body isn't just like the way you look. Like, you know, I don't look in the mirror and go, oh, my God, I'm so hot. But I love my body and what it does for me as a mum. I love it to have as much energy so that I can do a breakfast radio show and then go home and take my daughter gymnastics and run around in the park and then be kind of alert at night to spend some time with my husband and give yeah. him what he needs so that he yeah. can give me what I need. You've got to put the right food in your body. You've it's got true. To put good stuff in your body, and that's how you love yourself. And the shaming is annoying. Like regardless of whether it's coming from, oh, you used to be a woman who embraced your curves, and now you don't. Well, that's not actually the idea. Like, isn't no. the isn't the whole idea of supporting people with curves, supporting them because they're proud of their bodies, and if their body changes because they're putting more time and effort and more thought process into what they put into it, well, isn't mm. that isn't that so the that opposite of what you're preaching? That brings us to the question as we wrap this show up. Why did you do it? I did it because I came back from overseas and I felt shit. I felt lethargic and slow and bloated and I had no energy. And I, at the end of those three days, felt really good. And I noticed a difference in my skin and my energy levels 
And then after those three days, I just got back to normal and I was eating as I normally would. But there was never a point where I looked in the mirror and I thought, I need to lose a few pounds. That's why I know I'll download the Dr. Oz Juice Detox. (laughs) I did it because I felt gross and I felt Mm. shit. And afterwards, I felt good. There was never a point of I need to fit in these jeans or I need to look good because... Um, I don't know, for this particular person or for any other reason apart from the fact that it was a feeling, not it didn't come from the exterior or any form of um, um, like a physical thing. It was more mm. like an internal yeah. thing where I felt gross and at the end I felt better. You know, and well, I think that's the, that's the key with all people doing detoxes. While it's really easy to sit back and judge and go, oh, I think they're all crap. Um, you know, my girlfriend's motivated to do it for her own reasons and that's why I still invite her over to my house for dinner and eat a steak in front of her, but support her because I need to support her and why she wants to do it. Everyone's got a different motivation. You just hope it's the right motivation and it's not a peer pressure thing or to look a certain way for another person. It's just Mm. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It is It is funny. I must admit, though, your one does sound like the healthiest I've ever heard. Like mm. the fact that it's just more, really it's more juice recipes than I would mm. call, I would say anything else. Yeah, yeah. It, just sounds, it actually sounds like what I do. I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm I like backing you up and doing a detox. I'm like, hang on a minute, I have a coconut milk smoothie yeah. with banana. Yeah, it's just that it's, min- every morning. just that it's minced up. I think the fact that it's got the word, that buzzword, detox, where everybody mm. goes. And like I did, I dismissed anything like that because, uh, you know, I just had this idea that all of them were crap. And I think most of them are, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but true. that one wasn't too, yeah, I w- and I'd do it again. It's true. It's true. All right, that leaves us to the end of our show. Emily, this has been unreal. Thank you so much for joining us and making some time. That's all right. I'm sorry I took us down the garden path of pooing in front of your partner, <laughs> and I'll, I'll do better next time. <laughs> Mate, no, no, that is completely no, celebrated that's here. That's yeah. us. And I think it's taken away anybody that's uh, looking to wank. I mean, that's for sure. Like, we've totally, like, for this episode at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless people have some kind of, like, weird fetish. Well, that's right. And that's yeah. what I touched on before. People have weird fetishes you oh haven't God. even heard okay. of. So we Ooh. might touch on that. Okay. If you do want to see photos of Emily's beautiful little girl and other things that she gets up to, you can follow her on Instagram at emily.jxde is where you can find her. If that, that's correct. No, that's not me. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've got this on, in like, my list. No, no, no. On Instagram, I'm Emily everywhere. Uh, okay. Same on same on Twitter and who's come on, up as uh, someone's got your na- someone's got your and they've got a lot of followers. Who is this <laughs> other Emily Jade? Ninety seven thousand followers. I was like, no. she's doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm not the one. Do you want to find her and talk to her next week? No, no, no. no we'll give it. We'll give it a pass. It looks like she just takes photos of her clothes as usual. So no, no. We much preferred your conversation, yeah. <laughs> Emily. Everywhere is you can find her, um, and also uh, on Facebook and Emily on Twitter, Jade O'Keefe on Facebook. Yep. Thank you so much for your time. No worries, Thanks, girls. Emily. See ya. Good luck with Bye. you, Jackman. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> bye, bye. Coming up soon on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Rosie Waterland, contributor to Mamma Mia, one of the main writers there. You may know her from the infamous Bachelor recap, as well as the brand new book that she's released, Anti-Cool Girl. She's joining us on the show soon. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or thinkergirltv on Twitter. You're looking for some more. Well, clearly they're sticking around for something. <laughs> well, we've got, what have we got, Christy? What have we got to give them? Go to our YouTube channel, YouTube 
youtube.com forward slash the thinker girls there's heaps of cool videos up there yeah 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 yeah. some live shows of this podcast we've got (laughs) what else have we got cool girl stuff (laughs) 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 just head there youtube.com forward slash the thinker girls can we stop whispering now okay that sounded really creepy Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 